We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale ends Monday. Get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin for a savings of up to $600. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $4.99. And Friday through Monday, get a Beautyrest Queen mattress for just $99. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you for the best deal of the season. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. $99 mattress offer available in-store only to while supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Hey everyone, this is Todd Wojcik at Kid. You're listening to Rotoviz Radio Weekly Recap, where I take you on a tour from the past week in Rotoviz Radio. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is already underway, you can get your Rotoviz NFL Pass right now for 30% off. This discount is for podcast listeners only and is available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all the NFL content and tools, and best of all, supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotavis.com forward slash podcast. A lot of what we're talking about this week is the changing landscape of the NFL. This week marks the almost halfway point of the fantasy football regular season. It's a big milestone for the season, obviously, and we need to start really thinking about what's happening in the NFL. We can get a pretty solid idea of what we should see every week in the NFL now. For instance, we know Deshaun Watson is really good. And I've enlisted Chris Raybon and Jeremy Hart from the road of his mailbag to tell us a little more about the changing quarterback landscape in the NFL. Are there any pivot plays and does it make sense to pay up for the likes of A-Rod or Brady to be contrarian? Um, I mean, a quarterback is kind of weird because there's only one spot. So sometimes you kind of can outthink yourself where you kind of want to be contrarian at quarterback where it's kind of hard not to because – Ownership is just so flat, and you have a lot of people that multi-enter. They're kind of they're kind of quarterback is that position where they're 
really splitting up their exposure a lot. You know, they're, they're trying to get all these different stacks with all these different quarterbacks. So I usually don't think about ownership too much at the quarterback position. Um, when I can, when I think, when I think there's a bunch of kind of similar options and one is going to get more ownership than they should, then I kind of like to go that, that, that contrarian route. But I would say that paying up Rodgers or Brady, always viable. Um, would never kind of discourage anyone from it. Um, this is not a week where I'm particularly excited about doing it for either. I mean, I think I, I really do respect that Mike Zimmer defense that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to go to Minnesota and face. We'll see about the health of his tackles. We'll see, see about Montgomery. I mean, they could be at better health than they've been in a while, but this is still a tough defense. I think it's the kind of game that, you know, doesn't really profile as one of those, one of your, your, your shootouts, or your high scoring games. I mean, could, could easily be one of those kind of 17, 10 games. I do like the matchup for Devontae Adams. If, if, uh, Jordy gets shadowed by, by Xavier Rhodes, but, um, nothing, nothing too crazy there. And Brady, you know, always a blow up spot for him, but I, you know, again, I just, I, I never know what the Patriots are going to do, but I just try to use, you know, logic as best I can. And, you know, just Brady getting hit, little shoulder injury. I think it's a lot of quick passing, you know, maybe a little more running than usual. So if that, if it works, you know, he gets his 300 yards and, you know, maybe depending on, we'll see how many touchdowns he gets. But, uh, I, I like, I like the Drew Brees pivot maybe a little bit. I think, you know, people probably, when they want to pivot, they, they kind of think about, uh, you know, think about Brady and Rodgers that those guys come to mind first all the time. But Drew Brees averaging over 350 yards passing at home since 2015, just career, just a lot better in New Orleans. And this Lions defense started out the year well, but again, we see things kind of change as the years prog- as the season progresses and teams start to get more on film of what a team is doing. And we saw Carolina come into Detroit last week and Carolina was able to put up 27 points on them. I think New Orleans coming off the bye will be able to um, have a lot of success on this defense as well. So I, I, I like Drew Brees there. I think Kirk Cousins is an interesting pivot uh, play just because, you know, he's another guy in a really high total game coming off a bye where kind of might go overlooked just because there's so many other, you know, high total games out there. And, uh, you know, I think in that same game, I think Kevin Hogan is an interesting pivot off Deshaun Watson. Oh, I, mean, oppo- I was hoping you opposing, didn't mention Hogan. Oppo- oh. Yeah, man. <laughs> opposing passing games are pretty, uh, pretty correlated uh it, it, within a game we know that you know from you know research i did on on stacking the article called the definitive guide to stacking on DraftKings. um it's on four for four if you guys want to check it out but uh you know if, if deshaun watson's having a big game and they're putting up points i mean kevin hogan's gonna have a chance to do the same and make sure you get the rest of that uh, make sure you get the rest of that show listen Chris Raybon just drops knowledge for 40-plus minutes. Make sure you give the rest of that show a listen. Chris Raybon's a great guest and drops knowledge for 40 consecutive minutes. Another thing that's changed in the NFL is the Patriots. Last year, the Patriots' defense gave up 16.4 points per game, first in the NFL, and a full 2.2 points ahead of the second-place team, Seattle giving up 18.6. This year... The Patriots are second to last in the league in points allowed, giving up 28.4 points. Now, they might be able to turn that around this week, getting the Jets, or maybe Josh McCown and stud wide receiver Jermaine Curse roll in town and light him up again. For more on that game, here's Colm Kelly of the Fantasy Football Beat with his guest, Daryl Slater of the New Jersey Advance. I think gone are the days when Forte, I mean, I know gone are the days when Forte is capable of being like a, you know, lead 
back in terms of carrying the workload fully. So the coaches understand that. He understands that. He understands that in order to stay fresh and stay effective at his age, uh, he'll have to split the split the carries with some of these young guys. And I think that's what you'll see. I'm presuming Powell doesn't play. I think you'll see a situation where, you know, maybe Forte gets a few more carries than Powell, than uh, McGuire. But McGuire is going to be involved, no question. Yeah, and uh, the Jets uh, did struggle to run the ball last week against the Browns, but the Patriots are being pretty much gashed on the on the run game, allowing an average of 124 yards per game, which is 24th in the NFL. So the Patriots are expected to continue to rotate their running backs with Mike Gillisley being the running the lead runner on the ground, and then we'll see James White sprinkled in there as well in the passing game. I think we'll probably see in the next couple of weeks a little bit more if Dion Lewis rolled in there, and I mentioned Rex Burkhead as well uh, coming off that rib injury. We'll see if he gets some more passing down work as well. If you're looking at the wide receivers, it's uh, Jermaine Curse has uh, obviously been, been leading the team since he came over from the Seahawks. He has 22 receptions. He's tied with Robbie Anderson coming in, uh, both leading the team with 220 yards receiving. So Curly, Curly has looked the better out of the two, but the player that I'm interested in seeing what you think out of those wide receivers is Austin Safarian Jenkins, who after coming back from that suspension now has 15 catches and 106 yards and a touchdown. So uh, how do you think uh, do you think he's just going to be basically a, a productive tight end and the Jets haven't had that in quite some time yeah no question I mean shoot the last time they had a productive tight end maybe Dustin Keller uh, many moons ago yeah, I mean yeah you know, <laughs> yeah so um yeah I think he he could be a guy who can be very productive for I mean with this west coast offense that they run uh Safarian Jenkins is a you know he's, a, he's your typical guy coming out of college now who's very much a pass catching tight end this is his 14, 15, 16, his fourth year in the NFL. Um, and, you know, he's kind of learning at this point that you can't just be a pass-catching tight end to thrive in the NFL. So many of these guys coming out of college are glorified receivers because of all the spread offenses that colleges run. And NFL teams, you know, they don't run those offenses. So uh, these guys have to learn when they get to the NFL level the value of run blocking and pass blocking, but especially run blocking because, you know, when you put your tight end in there, you know, the, you can't, you can't just tip it off to the opponent that is going to be a passing play because the guy can't run block. And if they know he can't run block that, you know, that's a huge tip off and that, that tight end is not going to play. And that's what Safarian Jenkins has really embraced run blocking and mastering the skill of run blocking that has enabled him to play more, get on the field more and uh, boost his, his stats here. And it's a contract year for him. Uh, he, you know, he had a really transformative off season where he, he quit drinking, he quit drinking as of January and really lost a lot of weight, got him, got his life together. And, uh, it's really paying dividends. So he's certainly a complimentary piece for a team that, you, you know, you mentioned the receivers, none of those guys will make you, you know, say, ooh and ah, but Curly's been fine and curse has been fine and Anderson's been fine. But they, when you don't, when you only have fine receivers, you need a tight end to kind of throw in and chip in and Safarian Jenkins is it's kind of been that so far. Yeah, I think it looks like he might, like as the season progresses, become almost the, the lead passing option in this offense. And you mentioned the changes he's made. It looks like he's really starting to get things together in his life. Uh, so it's uh, it's all been uh, very good to see and positive to see from what he's been able to do on the field. Uh, so... The Fantasy Beat is always great because Colm Kelly always has a good guest on that helps us fantasy football nerds look at things in a, a bit of a different way. But this next clip, I want to warn you, is not for the faint of heart. I know by the end of it, some of you will have to look at yourselves in the mirror and think, Alex Smith is a QB1. Alex Smith is a QB1. Here's Pat Corain, Sean Siegel, and guest Ryan McDowell of the Road of His Radio. Every year on Road of His, I write 
an article talking about how Alex Smith is going to break out. And there was no actual Alex Smith article this year, but that it's just sort of assumed, <laughs> which is what I'm going to claim since this year he actually is breaking out. So with with the first five weeks and the Chiefs looking like the best team in football, Smith you know, trying to make fans forget about Pat Mahomes, Ryan, can the Kansas City offense sustain something close to this level? And if it can, what does that mean for the specific, say, fantasy, fantasy useful players? So, so you had the reverse jinx with Smith and no article this year. Right, exactly. <laughs> we, we can thank you for that. Um, no, they've been, they've been such a fun team to watch. And, and that, that's not something we really get to say about Kansas City teams very often. It seems like even over the past few years when they have had some success, they, I wouldn't really call them fun even in those years, but with the, with guys like Tyreek Hill and uh, of course, Kareem Hunt, it, it's a completely different offense. And Smith is, is of course excelling in that. I think he's the quarterback one uh, through five games uh, again, pending tonight's action. I don't think he, either of these guys in, in the, in the Monday night game are going to catch him. So through five games, he's, QB one in fantasy and, and nobody saw that coming, uh, despite what you thought of, of Hill or Hunt or any of their other, uh, any of their other weapons. But I, I do expect them to, to continue this high level of play. And, um, we have to start considering Smith as uh, a quarterback one, uh, going forward. I think it's funny. We, we have a hard time, um, accepting some of these changes that happen from year to year in fantasy football, even like a player like Smith, who we've grown accustomed to uh, just being a, a middling quarterback too, or even worse to now treat him like a quarterback one to put him in your starting lineup every week sometimes is, is a little difficult. I'm, I'm actually remembering right now that I think I dropped him in, in one of our dynasty leagues. It, it might've been our, our hyperactive three league, Sean, but um so obviously a bad mistake, but that's that's how he's being valued prior to the season. Yeah, you know what you're saying there about kind of taking a little while to like react to the changes reminds me a little bit of Matt Ryan last year because he had always been kind of the guy uh, that was kind of a low, lower ceiling guy. Like you, you knew that you weren't going to get some explosive, you know quarterback one MVP type of season out of him. And then <laughs> that's of course exactly what he did. So I think that, you know, I feel myself kind of feeling the same way with Smith where it's like, is this guy, you know, really a, a QB one? And, you know, can I just have Alex Smith on my team and that's all I need this year? It's, uh, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around a little bit. To follow up on Alex Smith, this week he gets Pittsburgh at home where there will be four-point favorites. I wanted to see how Alex Smith did when he was a four-point favorite, so I went to the Rotoviz Game Splits app. Really an awesome app. Even if you're not looking for something specific, you could just play around in it for hours. But I set it to 2013, the year he joined the Kansas City Chiefs, and filtered by any game where he was a four-point or greater favorite. And he actually averages 21.9 points when he's a four-point favorite and only 19 outside of that split. So it might hurt to say it, but you'll see a lot of Alex Smith in my draft lineups this week. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, 
and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple of minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start at just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in a real-life snake draft, just like you would play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime, just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right now from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using my promo code RVRADIO for your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the app store or go to PlayDraft.com. Play for free with the promo code RVRADIO. I feel like Draft also just wants you to win. Last week I got an email after the Sean Watson one second left touchdown saying if you lost by less than eight points, they would refund your deposit. I really, what I should have done was sent them a link to my most important dynasty league in which I lost by four points. But I digress. This next point, this next clip comes from, this next clip comes from the numbers game where Kevin Cole makes his triumphant return and joins Nick Giffen to talk about who the Browns should start at quarterback. How much does the, the amount of sample size come into play in this? Because then there's the other aspect of like, what about their college profiles and their draft profiles? Because, you know, when I did my quarterback model at Rotoviz, the success model, it did like Deshaun Kaiser definitely more than Kevin Hogan. Obviously, draft position plays a large part of that. But there were other things as well that Deshaun Kaiser graded out in that was better than Kevin Hogan from, from college as well as certain measurables. Uh, my model gave Kevin Hogan about a 10% probability of having at least one season of a, of meeting the success criteria, which success criteria defines, uh, I defined it as a season of 7.0 adjusted yards per attempt or higher while starting at least half the game. So Kevin Hogan about 10% and Deshaun Kaiser about 40%. Do we think in the long run that, that, you know, maybe things will get better for Kaiser? Should, uh, we pay too much attention to this sample size given it's only five games and also Kevin Hogan's sample size is, is limited? I want to get your thoughts there. Yeah, you know, it's it's a good question. What I tried to do is measure how Kaiser has been performing versus other second and third round quarterbacks who ended up being successful. Um, I have a, a an efficiency metric where I call true passing efficiency, where it basically has a prior that the it, it uses, you know, Bayesian updating. And it's basically saying, here's your prior is that you're a league average quarterback. And each time you throw a pass, each time we get evidence, we're going to update that. And we're going to say, well, this is our new estimate for how good you are. So the more evidence you have, the less the prior matters and vice versa. So as far as what Kaiser's done this year, you know, his uh, adjusted net yards per attempt this year is pretty bad. I mean, it. It's actually lower than what Jared Goff's was last year, if you can imagine that. And Goff had a had a horrible season, so it's at 2.6 right now. But if we're just updating based upon a small sample size, we, we're not saying that he's a he's a 2.6 passer. I still I still have him as being somewhere between, uh, you know, five nine and six zero, which is only a couple of tenths off of what you'd expect. But when you compare him to these other quarterbacks who've been successful, there have been guys who have struggled. I mean, Derek Carr, for instance, is someone who has struggled, who was a second round quarterback, but you know, his was more of a slower decline when you looked at what you're estimating for his passing efficiency because he was bad, but he didn't get to the point where Kaiser is after, you know, 180 pass attempts where we are for Kaiser. He didn't get to that point until he was almost about 600, 500, 600 pass attempts. So Kaiser's fallen much more quickly than any of these second or third round guys. Now, someone like Jared Goff last year also fell very quickly. 
But I think there's a much different prior that we should have for a quarterback who is taken number one overall as opposed to someone who is taken in the middle of the second round. It's official. This is the week of Kevin Hogan. It's a done deal. But if you're anything like me, last year, you were a wide-eyed young man. You played DFS for the first time during the NFL season, and you made a little bit of cash. You made a little money, and you thought, oh, I'm good at this. I'm going to go and do the same thing in the basketball season. And then you lost it all, because you don't know anything about basketball. This season, things will be different. On The Daily, one of the Rotoviz podcast channels, will be dropping Monday, Wednesday, and Friday NBA shows, specifically to help teach me about fantasy basketball. This clip comes to you courtesy of Matt LaMarca and Tony East, where they talk about one of my favorite players right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Take it away. So obviously the optimism with this team all all stems from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is there anybody that has a bigger ceiling than that guy heading into this year? No, uh, I, I don't think so. And it's funny because every offseason I feel like you hear these media guys and me as well saying, you know, oh my gosh, if, Gian- if Giannis gets this three-point shot, he's going to be unstoppable. And then he improves everywhere else and he's amazing. And then he doesn't get a shot. And then the next year everyone says the same thing. And he just keeps getting better without adding the shot. I mean, you, you just can't ask for like a more versatile player. He can literally do anything without the shot. So if he does develop the shot, he'll be literally unstoppable. And if not, he's still unstoppable because he's a top five NBA player almost. Yeah, I hear you. That's... And he's 22. Right. He's still a child. <laughs> the jumper is is key, though, for him, I think, to take that real big next step. I mean, he shot roughly 50% without being able to shoot a jumper last year, which is ridiculous. And and you mentioned the peripheral statistics are just insane. Almost nine boards a game, five and a half assists, and then three and a half combined steals and blocks. So top five fantasy guy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Fantasy wise, he's he's just unreal. If he does add a three pointer, he's the number one fantasy asset in my opinion. I a hundred percent agree. And maybe number one uh actual real life player asset. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Japari Parker, he was sort of the number two last year. He's definitely going to be uh, battling an injury this year. I think I read that he's set to return maybe around the All-Star break. Is this guy just sort of like a lost cause at this point? I mean, it's weird to say for a guy who was the number two overall pick and has shown some some promise in the NBA, but do you trust him to stay healthy? And what do you think we can realistically expect from him when he comes back? It's tough to say, you know, one ACL injury is like, okay, maybe you can come back and be a com- contributor. And he was he was all right last year when he played. He wasn't very good on defense because, of course, he doesn't want to, you know, get hurt or waste his energy there. But now with two, you know, even even slower than he already was and he's still young, you know, I don't really know what kind of impact you can expect just because he's going to be a completely different player, in my opinion. But he, you could kind of tell he was starting to form a jump shot which uh, he's going to need if he's not as athletic as he was. You know, that was kind of his hallmark coming off the wing and being athletic like Giannis. And that one-two punch was really hard to guard. So he's going to have to develop a shot. And I think you can expect him to at least try to shoot more. <laughs> but I don't know if it'll necessarily go down. Uh, this is a this could be my hot take, but I guess I'll say it now. If the Bucks want to try to compete for a title with Giannis because they don't know if they'll have him forever, uh, Jabari seems like a prime trade candidate for someone uh, who's a – borderline all-star who becomes available at some point this season to me and that's a wrap but before i go i want to remind you that we have some awesome dfs content for both cash and gpp for all sites and my favorite article that i saw this week was the week six roundtable by brian malone which is basically just a recap of the slack chat talks that a lot of the road of his writers have had and it just gives you great insight into what 
the writers at Road of His are thinking. That's going to do it for this week's Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at rotavisradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at rotavisradio. And you can always support the show by going to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with your 30% discount. on flavored e-cigs talks a lot about the technology and teen use but parents need to know more about the dangers of nicotine so know this one nicotine is a toxic poison that can rewire teens brains two it can increase mood swings three it can limit attention and learning so even when it tastes like candy nicotine is brain poison go to flavorshookkids.org for more can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.